0: Hello, and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune in to my podcast episodes. So, today I'm going to be talking about the five stages of grief. Now, I want to make sure that I emphasize a couple of things before I get started. When I say the five stages of grief, I am referring to losing a loved one to death. Yes, death is a big part of what I'm going to be talking about today. But I'm not just relating the five stages of grief to death. I'm relating it to a divorce, to a breakup, to the ending of a friendship, to the ending of a relationship between yourself and a family member, to transitioning out of a job to a new job, or to any major changes that require you to really feel your feelings because it's some sort of a loss that doesn't necessarily have to be a physical one. It can be an emotional loss, a mental loss, a spiritual loss. So I want to make that clear, that it's not just related to death. This can absolutely apply across the board to all of the things that I mentioned. So if you've recently ended a relationship or lost a friend, that, that counts. And you'll absolutely find yourself experiencing, if not all five stages, then definitely some of the stages of grief. So the five stages of grief, I wrote them down to ensure that I remember them, but I know, I know what I'm going to say about each one. So we have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Denial seems like it's pretty self-explanatory, you know, denial is the concept that you are not coming to terms with what's happened um you have not accepted it as real yet this isn't really happening um i don't believe this to be real or to be true and just the idea that accepting the reality at hand would be entirely too painful. And so you deny it, deny its existence. This didn't happen. There's just no way. I do not accept this. And a lot of people spend a lot of time in that particular stage. Um, I'm wondering for me, after having lost my father and you all know my relationship with my father very complex but very profound um i wonder i wonder where i'm currently at i feel like i'm in the depression phase i definitely feel like i'm in the depression phase but we'll get there and we'll explore that cuz i don't think i'm in denial although my dreams would say different cuz in every dream i have about my father he's still alive and he beat covid he survived covid in every dream um so that's denial the idea that this isn't happening and sort of allowing yourself to live in this illusion that you've created for yourself that your reality is is false because you're not prepared to accept it Anger, anger, it it, it really depends on what situation you're relating it to. Anger that the person has passed away. Anger that your relationship has come to an end. Anger that you're going through a divorce. Anger that you've lost a friend. Anger toward that person for something that you feel they did to you. Um, Anger that includes rage. It includes Hurt, it includes feeling betrayed, and it includes being angry with God in a lot of the ways and times. Um, That hasn't really happened for me as it relates to my grief. I don't feel like I'm mad at God if I'm honest. I think I was very conscious not to be mad at God. But at the same time, even though I'm not mad at God, I find myself really disconnected from God, if that makes any sense. I'm not angry, but I feel checked out of my relationship with God. And so, anger. You know, you can be you can be angry about anything. You can be so angry that you're still replaying the events leading up to the loss and you think about how that person has affected your life if they affected your life in any negative ways that comes up those feelings come up bargaining bargaining is simple what if I had just been there for them If I had just done this, then maybe this wouldn't have happened. If I had just said this, then maybe we wouldn't have broken up. Or our relationship wouldn't have ended. Or they wouldn't have passed away. Um, Things like that. And so, very important to pay attention to that. Because it's, it's the... The idea of wishing and praying or hoping that something will change in exchange for something else. So, for example, like, it can be even before you lose somebody in any capacity, it can be, um, if you save my father, which I'm pretty sure I... I did this. I I think I actually did do this. If you save my father, I'll start going to church regularly. If, you know, if you save my marriage, God, if you save my marriage, I will change my ways. I'll be more understanding. It's typically a change that's contingent on you, on yourself. And that is bargaining. You're, you're, You're negotiating almost like either I'll do this so that this can happen or you go to that place once it's already happened. Once the grieving process has already taken place, once you've already lost the person, then you go to the place of if I had just done this, perhaps this wouldn't be happening. So it's it's a lot of self-blame and placing Um, undue pressure and stress on oneself to feel that you are the only one that is capable of changing the outcome. When in situations like death, obviously that's out of anybody's control. And in situations like relationships or friendships or, or family ties, it takes two. There's two people involved in the dynamic. But it's the idea that, well, I'll just, I'll change my ways if this changes, or if this happens. And that is bargaining. Okay. Depression, pretty self-explanatory. It's the part where you are sad, where you are reflecting, where you're missing the person, where you feel the feelings of hopelessness, the feelings of helplessness, the feelings of there's no amount of bargaining or anger or denial that's going to change the situation that I'm in. And it becomes very real, the depression stage. It's um, very real, very overwhelming. You experience a lot of sadness. That's when you start to really allow yourself to feel your feelings related to the loss. So I think that's kind of where I'm at I'm kind of there I think I jump from there to anger and I want to point out also that you can jump back and forth between stages at any given time even though there is an order for them we're human beings we're not always going to be going in that specific order and some of us may never even go through all five stages At least not right away. And so it's important to recognize that grief is a different process for different people. And so for me, I find myself jumping from the anger to the depression. Um, Although I've definitely done a lot of bargaining um, before my father passed and after. Um, Last but certainly not least, acceptance, which is when you've accepted the new reality you've accepted that the situation is what it is the person has either passed away or has exited from your life you are no longer in touch with said person and you have come to terms with this as a reality and um ideally everyone wants to stay in acceptance because it feels like oh okay there's a sense of peace that comes with acceptance but i hate to break it to y'all and to myself but We can hang out with acceptance for a little bit, or we can hang out with acceptance for an extended period of time. That is entirely, entirely up to the person's unique grieving process. And for me, I don't think I've been hanging out with acceptance at all. I don't think I've come to that point. I don't think I have accepted my reality, to be completely honest with you all. And so, and that's my process. And nobody gets to tell you how your process looks like or how it goes. And so you can reach its acceptance and revert back to anger or denial. This is all very normal. There is no perfect science to this. Because like I said, it looks different for different people. And so for me, I've definitely been in denial. I've definitely been in anger, bargaining, depression, but acceptance, I'm still working toward that. I'm not there yet. And I'm constantly back and forth between the other four. And so I just want to say, and I want to encourage everybody that has gone through any kind of loss to be patient with yourselves and to surround yourself with people that are going to be patient with you. Um, Because the last thing you need when you're already struggling is to find it difficult to um, open up to others about your experiences. And so make sure that you surround yourself with a great support network. Um, And just remember that loss is something that we all go through um that is something universal um, that we can all relate to it's not a unique experience we've all lost a friend a lover a family member um whether to death or emotionally Um, we've all been through something that requires us to grieve because there's a change that has taken place in our lives that pushes us out of our comfort zone that pushes us beyond what we're accustomed to and so that experience is pretty universal how we handle it is not universal but I just want to remind everybody that if you've lost a friend or a lover or a family member emotionally like there was a falling out there was an argument something happened and a decision was made that the relationship should no longer continue. Remember, you are not responsible for how other people feel or how other people choose to perceive your energy. Yes, you should be open to feedback and receptive. Yes, you should be willing to apologize if you've made a genuine mistake. But if a relationship between you and another person gets past the point where communication can come in and remedy the situation, the relationship either needs a break or needs a permanent timeout. Because... Communication in in a relationship or a friendship is the most important component. The idea that you're able to communicate about hard things. Adrienne Houghton said it best in an episode of The Real recently where she said, uncomfortable conversations actually are needed um, in close relationships so that you can, in, in theory, become closer. And I do believe that you can absolutely become closer upon having these interactions if the people involved have a certain level of emotional intelligence and receptiveness. So if you've lost somebody that way, that's no longer in your life, but is still alive, radically accept that... And I mean radically accept that a relationship that ends because of lack of communication needs a timeout, needs work, it needs for everybody to sit and reflect and think about, okay, so what did I do in this situation? Not in a self-defeating way, not in a self-hating way, but "Hmm, did I communicate my feelings to the best of my ability as constructively as possible? Was I direct? Was I honest? You know... If the answer to those questions is yes, then you did your part and the other person has some soul searching to do. And that's okay. And you can just wish everybody well on their journey and understand that some relationships with human beings are not meant to be forever. Just like we as human beings, we are not eternal. We are not here forever. We are here for a time period, however long that is. Short time, long time, some variation. And so we are not eternal and a lot of relationships are not eternal. They serve their purpose and you move forward and you respect and honor what was shared between you and that lover, between you and that friend, between you and that family member, you honor and respect what was shared, and you move on, wishing them well in their future journey and in their future relationships. There are moments, and there are people. I can definitely speak to my speak for myself in this situation. There have been people that have played an absolutely wonderful, important role in my life that I just don't feel as close to anymore. And it doesn't mean that they're bad and it doesn't mean that I'm bad. It's just that sometimes as you grow and other people grow and everybody sort of connects with who they are more and more, it it can prove to be a different dynamic. It, it can prove to be a situation where, oh, okay, me and this person are no longer growing in the same direction. We're growing in different directions. Or it can be that in a situation with a family member, for example, there was a family member that was really, really important growing up to your life, to your growth, to your evolving. Um, And now that person and you, the relationship no longer looks the same. And again, it doesn't mean anybody's bad. It just means that once you grow into yourself more and more, more and more like-minded people are going to gravitate towards you and that again doesn't mean there's anything wrong with anybody it's just it happens people drift people grow apart it doesn't have to be this big uh this big issue you know If somebody is no longer benefiting from having me in their lives, if somebody feels like, okay, well, it's a wrap. I I no longer benefit from having Olivia around. I no longer benefit from her energy. I no longer benefit from her feedback, from her advice, from her support. It's doing nothing for me at this point. If somebody feels that way, I absolutely want them to either take a break from me or exit the relationship with me. Absolutely. Because when you care about somebody, you want what's best for them and if i'm not what's best for you right now that's okay that's okay i will make peace with that and move on i'm gonna feel bad and of course i'm gonna be like well what did i do wrong and what could i have done better but at the end of the day it doesn't necessarily need to be a me problem maybe i am benefiting other people and just not that person and that's fine you know and the same goes for me if i feel like you are no longer benefiting me emotionally spiritually mentally we're just not growing and I don't feel understood seen or heard by you it's okay for me to move on and it's not a hateful thing it doesn't have to be this big ordeal it's just we've moved on and I'll love you from here and the same works with with somebody passing away when you lose a loved one to death A lot of feelings come up because if your relationship with the person was a really solid and close relationship, that's a lot to mourn, you know? But if your relationship with that person, like in my case, was good and chaotic, was tumultuous and positive, which sounds crazy, but sounds like an oxymoron but absolutely is the case for me i had a lot of beautiful moments with my father and a lot of really really scary and difficult moments with my father so my grief is very complex and i'm grieving i'm grieving a lot i'm grieving the relationship that we had i'm grieving the relationship that we could have had had he not had all these mental health issues that were untreated um i'm angry For, you know, what I went through with him. Um, A lot of different feelings have come up for me. And you just have to feel your feelings. You have to go through it. You have to go through the feelings, regardless of the situation that you're in, go through it and be willing to reach out to and talk to people that are willing to sit with you as you sit with your feelings. Anybody that's like, well, just get over it. Just move on. It's done already. It already happened. Those are not the people that you need around. You need people around that are willing to sit with you as you're sitting with yourself. That's all they need to do is just sit with you and allow you to navigate through all of those feelings. Be a contributing factor in creating that safe space for you. And so with that being said, please let me know what you think about this episode. Please let me know how you're doing if you're keeping up with the podcast what your favorite episode has been so far very curious to hear that love to hear feedback from you all always thinking about all of you always holding you in my heart and praying that everybody's doing well and if you are uh, vaccinated um, I'm happy to hear that and if you have chosen not to get the vaccine that's okay too it is a personal choice Um, I am halfway there. I got my first shot of Pfizer and in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have my second shot. So that's exciting. Even though I already had COVID, I was told that it's extra protection for you to receive the vaccine. And so um, it took me a couple of months to make a decision, but I made it and here I am. And like I've said, it's a very personal choice. You can choose to get it or not get it. That is entirely up to you and nobody should make you feel bad or shame you one way or the other so let me know how you're doing let me know if you're vaccinated let me know how things have been uh let me know how you're holding up are you resuming uh you know your regular scheduled programming are you you know out and about socializing what's happening with you and talk to me about any episodes you want to see happen here be well and stay safe and thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening